0: My mind, this just don't feel right to me I raise your I want to see you smile no, that means I'll have to welcome back to the life of an average show podcast guys I am very very into this episode so without further ado I'm going to dive right in and this episode in particular, This episode in particular has a lot to do with an episode I did a couple weeks ago where I talked about the phone calls, you know, conversations that were taking place on New Year's Eve and all that. And the reason that this episode even came into fruition is because it reminded me of those conversations. And I started to think about communication. And I think we all have an idea in our head of what communication means to us. And I'm not talking about the Webster's dictionary version. I'm talking about what it means to us. Example, I think, and this is, this is what I believe communication is. You can communicate, you, you can be communicating with somebody, but not have communication. And there's different levels of communication. Look, you may be really good at speaking in public. You may be good at doing a podcast. You may be good at at talking to strangers or maybe your job is selling and you're really good at selling. You're good at closing the deal. You're good at talking to everybody. You're not scared. Maybe in school, you have to do a lot of talking, group projects, what have you. You're good at it. That's communicating or at least a form of communication. Communication but is it really communicating or is it just relaying information to either A, get the results you want or B, because you have to? I mean, think about it. Think about how many times and how many different people in our lives that we speak to and yeah, we're communicating with them, but are we really saying anything? Do we really care what they have to say? Look, I can tell you right now that there's a ton of people that I speak with on a daily basis that I don't care. <laughs> I don't even mean that rude. I mean like, yes, I care about what's going on in that moment. Yes, I'm being polite. Maybe we're being surfacy, Uh but I don't care beyond that. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I don't like them. It's just this is our level of communicating. But to really communicate, I think, and this is what I truly believe, although many of you can attest that I'm probably bad at it at times, and I'll I'll explain why. And maybe it doesn't it's not a justification. It just explains how my brain works, which is a very scary place, by the way. And by the way, I'd like to apologize. I'm using this microphone still that I don't really like. And I look, I've got a new microphone coming in. I've had a microphone that just stopped working that I loved. And then I had another microphone that my cat got a hold of. And that's all I'm going to say about it. And my microphone died, but my cat was about to. So I'm using my third microphone that I'm not a big fan of, but... In the world of podcasting, the show must go on. Mostly because this is all I have right now. I actually do have another microphone. I guess I could try that one out. Anyway, I digress. When I I think of communicating, I think of speaking with your words, using the proper body language to give the feelings or reaction that you would to somebody, whether that be good, bad, or indifferent. But most importantly, it's listening. Matter of fact, I think that listening is more involved in communication and communicating than speaking. Now, yes, I'm aware that sometimes when I am talking to people, i It seems like I'm not listening or that I'm just talking too fast i'm I'm ready to answer. I'm ready to spit out something. I'm ready to dive into the conversation. and I can tell you there are sometimes that's true. I need to slow down a little and really take in what the other person's saying, whether that's just a normal conversation about you know Marvel or whether that's a deep conversation i need to I need to do that. But I can also tell you that a lot of times, with me in particular, my brain is processing what that person is saying fast, whether it's because I had my 14th cup of coffee and I'm like Tony Montana from Scarface, or it's just because that's how I operate, that I'm already ready to dive into the conversation. It doesn't make it right. Sometimes it's necessary. I'm on a time schedule but that's how it is. But I do listen. People don't realize that. I listen a lot more than people think I do. I hear a lot more than what people think I do. Whether I acknowledge it or not, that's two different things. But but listening is key because if you're not listening, you're not communicating. You are just delivering the information. And all these factors... Vary, And all these things vary based on what the purpose of the communication is, what type of communication is, when it's happening and who it's happening with. But we live in a day and age of mass communication. I mean, think about it. Every day we are accessible. We really are. We have a system in our hands on a regular basis that can deliver messages quicker than we can type. You can text, you can FaceTime, you can voice text, you can DM, you can email. You can send somebody a tweet. You can go on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, Snapchat, TikTok. I, I mean, it's constant, constant communication right in the palm of your hands. Then you can actually use the phone for what it was for and make a phone call. If you feel like it, then you could FaceTime. Then you could do that on your tablet. You can do that on your computer. You can do that on your laptop. We are constantly accessible. We have so many ways we can get a message to somebody. Really, quite frankly, there's no excuse to not get a message to somebody if you're trying to. Very few excuses, I'll say. Most of them is you just don't want to. But beyond that, this phone or device, whatever that have, let's say you don't have your tablet. Well, you might have your smartwatch, which does everything I just said, minus the FaceTime. You can literally receive a phone call from your smartwatch. Do you know... even through your, your, your echo devices, your, your smart devices in your phone, you can send messages, voice messages. So somebody could come in and play their messages through their Amazon echo or Google home or whatever you have. You have a smartwatch. You're on a jog. You got text messages. You got phone calls. It's unbelievable. You could do that back in the day with the iPad or iPods. It's constant communication. If you don't set parameters for somebody, like say, hey, don't text me or call me past 9 9 p.m. unless it's an emergency, you could go to bed at 10, 10.30 and wake up to 15 missed calls and 32 text messages and 150 emails. Because we just assume that because we can, we should. Which really isn't the case. Because back in the day... You would have been like, man, it might be a little too late to call Brandon, which probably wasn't true ever. You know what? I'm not going to send him a text message now. Number one, because text messages weren't meant to be a form of communication. They were meant to give a quick message. Hey, forgot milk. Meeting's running late. I'm pregnant. I don't know. All those could be in one day. Now, I bet money that 90% of you, and that's just my number, of most age brackets use the text message as their number one form of communicating with people, period. Whether that be relatives, employees, kids, wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, You just do. And what is a text message really? A bunch of words with no emotion. God forbid you spell something wrong or you you use the wrong punctuation or, or you don't respond in time. It sends a message without sending a message of concern. And then you have communication breakdown. Which I think is what is wrong today. In the world. I think that we are all, and I know that things change. Let me, let me stop right there. I know things change. I understand that things develop. Okay. Things aren't the same as they were 20 years ago. I'm okay with that, but communication shouldn't be something that we forget how to do. And I think if anything, our kids, society, Hell, even people my age are forgetting how to truly communicate because we are wrapped into this world of quick message delivery, quick information. The information's out there. I'm done. I communicated. I'm out. And that's not the case, man. Think about it. If you sit down and you, you, you pull a 17 year old off the street. Well, don't do that by the way, because that's creepy. But if you were to sit down and and, and talk, just talk to a 17-year-old high school kid. And I'm talking, it doesn't have to be like a serious talk. It doesn't have to be like, you know, something bad happened, something. Just try to have a conversation. After a while, a very short while, you're going to notice something fidgeting, Chances are they, their phone has never left their hand to begin with. Their eyes will probably start to dart away. Why? Not just because they're 17 and they're a pain in the ass. It's because they don't know how to communicate. They're not used to that one-on-one. Why do you think a lot of these kids have such a hard time in school when a teacher tries to talk to them? because their face and their, their their time is buried communicating through a device that's held in their hand. Sending messages, quick, quick, quick messages without a thought. These kids are so quick to send a message before they even think about anything. Man, I'm going to tell this guy to go f himself. Boom. They haven't even thought about why or the process or the ramifications of it. They just do it. And then they, they, they get all big and bad behind a text message and bow up. But if you were to have that same conversation one-on-one, those kids would have a different tone in their voice. And Mind you, it's just not kids. You see this crap on social media. Social media gave everybody a big set of balls. Balls the size of grapefruits just dragging along to say whatever they want whenever they want hide behind a profile pic and then they get on tiktok and half of these fools don't even follow, don't even post anything they put a picture that's not of their face and talk trash and then the other half says what they want with a mask no doubt mask you see this in all the fandoms they put a mask on Well, you know what? Anybody who likes this Star Wars is a big because this is why and just bashes and hates and hates. And then the ones that aren't afraid to say racist, hateful, stupid comments of all types on TikTok and social media show themselves, but don't care. And it would be different if somebody confronted them. Half the people Wouldn't say what they say on social media if you were face to face with the person you were saying it to, because you get knocked out. That's why these kids feel so big and bad behind these text messages, because they're not going to say it to somebody's face. Because things would change. Communication breakdown. And I I went extreme. I went with the violence or the, the hate. I'm just talking basic conversations. I mean, these are kids, and I know this firsthand, I've seen it. These are kids that are in quote unquote relationships, going out with somebody, dating somebody, whatever you want to call it. And they're communicating, texting back and forth. You're not getting to know anybody. You're not hearing their voice. I text you, I love you, but they've never said it. You're not understanding that person. That's why we have a failure of communicating. And that communication transcends as they get older, as they go to college, as they get further and further along in life, in their relationships, and their jobs. Why do you think we have such a problem? It's a bit, besides the employers being crap, why do you think we have such a problem out there with help? They don't know how to take it. You can, you look, I know I can be harsh, and, and when, especially when I was a general manager or whatever at bars and stuff, I said some harsh things at times. I understand that not the right way to go, but there were there's times now I even say something, and I feel like people look at me like, is he serious? Is he joking? Is he serious? Like, D- is it extreme? because they don't even know. They, they don't know how to take a joke. Why? Because it's the same way that they read the text message because, it, because emotion doesn't appear in a text message. Communication breakdown. That's not communicating. You shouldn't be writing war and peace when you're trying to text somebody about a problem. You should pick up the phone and call, hear their voice, FaceTime them, meet them up to talk about it. That's communication. Now, I know that I have sat there and I have blown up people's phones with countless paragraphs of nonsense. I know that. Sometimes it's nothing. I'm just bored. I'm chatty. You don't even have to respond to me. I'm just there. Other times it's because neither of us can truly talk. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm putting my kid to bed, or maybe my kid is in bed, and I don't want to talk on the phone and wake him up. I live in a small house, you know, whatever. I'm just going to text you. You know, we're talking about movies, talking, you know. If it's serious, I'll call you. And there are people that are listening to this podcast know that. Look, if I've got to say something to Stuart about trash talking, we got to talk, and it goes beyond a couple text messages, unless I'm sending them a bunch of voice messages... I'm gonna call him real quick. I I was I, I needed to get a hold of Nick one time. I just call him, man. Now Nick and I blow up each other's phone all the time about stupid crap. But he also knows he doesn't got to get back to me right away. And it's okay. But if I've got to talk to you, if I call you. And it's not a butt dial. And I call you for real. Then it's something we got to talk about. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. its I felt like it was a voice conversation. And it's changed over the years. And I don't think it's changed for the good. And I think it's created a massive problem. I used to have this friend in school. Kelly. She was awesome. Loved her. And... um, We liked the same music for the most part. We just, we just got along. We vibed, you know, we hung out and we, we kind of rolled in the same circles. She had some friends that I didn't really like, but I also had some friends that she didn't really like. And I had some friends that I didn't really like, but you know, she was a great person. Um, never dated or anything like that. Not even fooled around. Nothing just got along and we would all go out sometimes. So, you know, we go to the football games and we go out afterwards and whatever, but sometimes Kelly wouldn't, or she'd have something to do with her girlfriends. And, but there would be nights like I'd get back home. Let's say I didn't crash at somebody's house. I'd get back home. I would call her up might be 11 o'clock at night. Call her up. Boom. Or she'd be like, Hey, call me. My dad's sleeping or I'll call you. My dad's sleeping. Okay. So I pick up the phone, you know, and we would talk for hours, might have something to do about relationship problems, might have something to do about school, might be about a movie, might be about Guns N' Roses, because that was our favorite band, might be music, might be nothing. Sometimes she would just be like, oh, dude, turn on MTV right now. They're debuting, they're showing the video again. What do you think? And we go to MTV, you know, or, or she'd watch this movie or whatever. And we would talk for hours late and late. I mean, to the point where she fell asleep on the phone to the point where the cordless phone. So that should tell you how old we are. The cordless phone died. And she just did call me back. She's like, if this phone dies, I'll just talk to you tomorrow or later on today. Three, four hours conversation. Sun would be coming up. We'd be going to bed. I remember one time I was on the phone with her. Her dad came in and was like, hang up. (laughs) Like just flat out told her like, you were been on the phone too long, hang up. And we would do this all weekend long. School nights, we would talk. I mean, but mostly it was a weekend thing. And we did it for a long time. I don't know exactly when we stopped doing it. I think as we graduated and things, but we went our separate ways and, and she changed a little bit. We all do. I don't have anything bad to say about her at all. She's a good person. But she was one of those people. We would talk for hours. Hours. I had a few people like that, but Kelly was one of them. I had another Kelly. Um, would be very similar. We worked together a couple times. Although we did have a moment, I had a massive crush on her, man. I did. It was one of those situations too where we had a moment. Should have capitalized on it further, but I I dropped the ball, and she ended up dating somebody else. But man, I was just anyway. I just had a crush on her. She was super cool. I I don't know what happened to her. She. But anyway, but she was another one of those per, uh, people that we would talk for hours too. But this first Kelly, Kelly one, man, it, you know, I, I would love to hear who does that now. I mean, obviously maybe as adults, it's harder, but I still have the people. And, and sometimes it's people that I, I haven't talked to in a long time and we'll have, a, you know, I know that that phone call, sometimes I don't answer that phone call because I know it's an hour conversation and I don't have time for it. So I'll text, hey, sorry, busy. If I find out that that person has something to say and they need to talk, cool, but whatever. I also understand that some people just aren't phone people. I get it and I'm okay with that. I understand that. And there's some people that I knew in my life back in the day, long before this technology, they just weren't phone people. Quick phone call, tell them what's going on quick page because we all had pagers that was it but there were several people in my life I had this girl named Melissa that we would talk all the time Jamie all the time Amy all I noticed they were all girls but that's not true either I had my buddy Jim who was like my best friend for years all the time all the time late my buddy Ken we would be on the phone all if he wasn't The only reason we didn't talk as much because chances are he was probably at my house or I was at his house. I mean, that was the rotation. Come on over. You come on over. Come on over. And we would just talk. I don't know if people do that. And I got to be honest with you, in my experience of dealing with people that are in this modern era of communicating, I don't think they do. There are people that are my age that have gotten away from that. Now, I will say this. I don't communicate as much as possible when it comes to talking on the phone. I don't do it as much. Why? I don't like anybody. <laughs> no, I mean, I. look, my schedule... I don't talk on the phone when my son's awake and here. That's my time with my son. I am communicating with my son. I am showing my son that he is my focus. He is my attention. He is my importance. And I want to communicate with him on that level, that relationship level, and have these moments. Because as he's getting older, things are changing. You know, as he goes to school full time, as he gets his own friends and starts. These are the moments that that need to be important. Now, that's not to say that I haven't made a phone call with my son. He also, you know, where I haven't said, hey, man, I got to talk to somebody real quick. I got to answer this email. I got to text somebody. He's got to see that. He's got to understand, like, it's okay to chill for 20, 30 minutes while dad does this. You know, when he was little, it was different. You know, we'd take a nap. I'd handle it then. But most people that know me, they know. When I'm with my son, I'm with my son. If I'm with my son on my day off, yeah, you're not hearing from me unless it's an emergency. I'm communicating with him, and I'm teaching him how to communicate. And I am really teaching him how to communicate because, look, at five years old, they are still learning. know how to talk and god knows my son has known how to talk for years i mean just talk trust me and he's good about telling me he's hungry gotta go to the bath well he didn't even tell me he has to go to the bathroom or i gotta go to the bathroom and he's in the bathroom doing his business or if he doesn't feel good but we are you know it's our job to teach him how to communicate if all he sees me is on the phone and texting all the time Two things are going to happen. One, he's going to resent that, or he's going to look at that and go, man, my dad's always on the phone. That phone's more important than him. And he's probably going to copy that when he gets older. Or two, he's going to get pissed off and, and, and not be happy that we're not spending time together. So he doesn't need to see that and I don't need to do that I think that's, I think that's crappy I think it's crappy and I'm, hey look if some of you hear this and you think I'm calling you out I'm not well, maybe you better take a look in the mirror I don't know I think it's crappy when you sit there and you ignore your kid and you're constantly on the phone with them I, you're on the phone with somebody texting, texting, texting and your kid's there I think it's a bad example and I think it's crappy so there you go I don't do it flat out But we're also teaching, I'm also teaching him how to communicate through his anger, how to, how to talk about his problems, how to ask for help. Like that's my job is to try to do the best I can to communicate with him and give him something positive. And it's hard at five with all their emotions and their, their crazy kid anxiety and their feelings that they don't understand. I just had, you know, this level of communication with my son the other day. And it was actually a really, I'll be honest with you. We as parents, I think I can say that, we we are really hard on ourselves. I am really hard on myself as a dad. I get dad guilt. I question things sometimes. But I'm also confident in a lot of things, too. So it's like this balance. Kids will mess you up. <laughs> but the last couple nights, my son, it really started right around when he was going back to school off after Christmas and New Year's break. You know, they get that long break. And it was constant. I mean, during that time, you know, we went to Michigan and and then he, you know, we had Christmas celebrations and, you know, with me and his mom and New Year's and like, so all these, you know, non-routine things and routines are very important for toddlers, very important for adults, but they're very important for toddlers. So when you break out of that routine, it throws everything in into, into whack. So he didn't have to worry about getting up early. So we were staying up late and whatever. Well, one of the things that happened was he was having a hard time going to sleep in his bedroom. Now, I need to, need to specify that he's got an awesome bedroom. And up until this point, it was not that big of a deal. He would come in my bedroom, we'd have like one night, hey man, let's watch a movie in dad's bed, and it was like our movie night, you know, like, we'd have a good time, and and he'd fall asleep in my bed, no big deal, but after spending two years in a one-bedroom apartment with him, that fool can go in his bedroom, okay, (laughs) okay? And he, he likes it. He, it's cool. He's happy with it. But he, I noticed he was having a hard time. He started to get that sleep anxiety, which is common in toddlers. I just didn't expect it. He started to get these things in his sleep that weren't even happening yet. We're reading a book, and I can see his wheels turning in his head. And he starts going, well, what if I can't sleep And what if I have a nightmare? And then what do I do? And I don't want to close my eyes. And it just, like, this downward spiral of of whirlwind of anxiety to go to bed. And I started to have those problems with him. Not bad to the point that, like, oh, I'm worried. I'm just saying. I started to adjust a few things, you know. Cut down the TV time before he goes to bed bump up our snacks before he goes to bed focus on the time brush your teeth you know try to get him and I just associated it with basically because he was getting back going to school again and and he was out of the routine and I do think part of it was that but I also think he's at that age where it just happens imagination goes wild um so I worked on it and he fell asleep. But it happened again and then it happened again recently. And I thought to myself, how am I, you know, what I'm trying to do with him is not communicating properly. It's not working. So I had a really good dad moment and I'm happy and proud of it. Most importantly for him, not for me. I mean, I'm, yes, it was great. It was a good feeling. But for him, because when I went to put him to bed, just the other night we read two books, climbed up on his bunk bed, tucked him in, and shocker he's likes to talk you know like his dad but I could see the the facial expressions change again he's communicating with me whether he realizes it or not I'm picking up on it so I start to talk about happy things as I Give him a kiss for bed and give him his stuff to animals and all that fun stuff. I start to talk about happy things. And I start to talk about happy dreams. And he tells me about a happy dream that he had. And he said, you know what would be cool? What if I had this dream and then this happened? And he's, I see this face Change and they're really excited. And I love when kids get excited about stuff, whether I get excited about it or not. It's just so pure and fun, you know? And so I'm like, man, one time I had a dream that I fell into this ice cream bowl. And I was telling him, and he was laughing. And I said, hey, I got an idea, buddy. Why don't you close your eyes and go to bed? And in the morning, you tell me if you have one of these really good dreams but go to bed fast. Like I'll try, like I'm going to go to bed soon and we'll see if we have these cool dreams and I'll be darn. I heard him snoring because <laughs> the kid snores within minutes, but I felt good because I eased his little, little ba- little toddler anxiety, which he'll grow out of and he'll be fine. But I eased it and he went to bed excited and happy. And it was, a good, it was a good way. I found a way to communicate. I found the problem. And I found a way to kind of get through there and communicate with him so he would understand better. I didn't have to rub his head and sing to him for him to fall asleep. He, it just got, he got in a place where he was super comfortable and bam, he was out. And he'll get back in that routine and everything will be fine. It may happen again. It may not. Who knows? It was a win on a dad level but that was communicating and that's, and I listened, I watched and I communicated and I taught him a lesson, whether he realizes it or not, I taught him something. So we are constantly communicating with people. I could have ignored that Ah, buddy, you'll be fine. Go to bed. And it might not have worked and he would have had a stressful night and but whatever. part of communicating is constantly listening to those around us. Think about relationships. I remember I was dating this girl and she was shy. Kind of an introvert. This was back in high school. And really never like I think about a relationship and she never really talked to me. She talked to me but never really said anything. It took me, quite frankly, I don't even know how we dated. I I gotta be honest with you, I don't even know how it happened. It doesn't matter now, it was a long time ago, but we dated for a minute. And during that time, we very rarely talked on the phone. What I mean by that is I talked to her. She had a very soft-spoken voice on the phone. Holy crap, I could barely understand her. I was like, bro, you got to speak up. I have no idea what you're saying. I mean, it almost sounds like I'm dating Helen Keller here, but um, it took a long time for her to, for me to figure out a way to communicate with her. I would just go through days dating her. She was good to look at. Yeah, she liked to make out. So you know, nothing wrong with that. And but then I'm like, dude, why am I gonna call you? Call me later. Why? But it took me forever to figure out a way to communicate with her, and she just was not a good communicator. So much so that years later, she's different now. We still chat occasionally, not on the phone, like, you know, I mean, I guess she texted me once recently. She got divorced, but she even called herself out about not communicating. She had gotten in more confrontations with people because of the way she didn't communicate over the years. That it finally hit her that she's like, why am I not talking? And she, this whole time, she thought she was doing a good job of communicating by listening, but not really even saying much. And you can go the opposite end of the spectrum. But I sit here and I look at people today at the workplace, on TV, and we just are failing at communicating. We are. I think you can communicate too much. I think you can over-communicate in a job, in a relationship, in a friendship. I think there's a time to shut up. I think there's a time to, to not say a word. It's hard. It's hard for me. But I've also gotten to the point in my life where I do shut up. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, right but I do and usually if I shut up and stop talking that should be an indicator I'm probably communicating more to somebody ever if I just stop talking it's like those people that say yeah if I'm mad and I'm cursing you out or I'm getting into your face I'm mad but if I just ignore you and I stop acknowledging what's happening then I'm done
1: which isn't necessarily
0: a bad thing but i find myself doing that a lot if i have tried to communicate with you in one fashion one way or another and i've tried and tried for good for bad whether you're an employee somebody at my coworker family friends uh, boyfriend girlfriend whatever and and i just stop i'm done because I realized that the communication has broken down. Now, I think you can bring it back again, but I think that one of the biggest problems we face as a society is how people are forgetting how to communicate. I mean, do you even talk, do do people even talk on the phone anymore? And, And if not, then why am I paying for my phone? shouldn't my phone be like half price because i'm not using the minute like remember when minutes were a thing and text messages were like 25 cents one way and minutes unlimited nights a week, and starting at seven all right i gotta wait It's 6 50 i gotta call you at seven now everybody's got unlimited everything but Go calculate how many minutes, because you can do that, believe it or not. You can look at your bill, and you can calculate how many minutes you use on the phone over the course of a month. And I bet you the text messages are in the thousands. Triple digits, maybe. But the actual voice part of it? I don't know. I mean, it's gotten to the point where You could almost downgrade your bill. But most of the bill, most of your plans offer unlimited anyway. But, man, I could save money because nobody's talking anymore. I can go through the week minus work stuff, minus work stuff. And even then, it's text messages. But let's take away work. And I can look to see how many. And I'm not talking about spam. I got more spam calls and more weird, random, crappy numbers that call me than people that I know. But I could seriously, I can go through a week. I can't tell you the last phone call I got from, I got from somebody. Not that I made, but that I got from somebody that just wanted to tell me something, talk to me, shoot the breeze, non-work related. And again, I can tell you right now, I haven't got a work phone call since like a week ago. Everything is text messages, but a phone call for somebody to shoot the breeze and talk or whatever. I I I don't know. I got to look New Year's Eve. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, I mean, what does that tell you? That tells you either I need new friends or it tells you that We're just communicating in a way that isn't really working for everybody, but we accept it because it's easy. Because we kind of have been built to believe that we are so busy and time's precious. My text messaging is saving time because while I'm text messaging, I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm also on my laptop. While I'm text messaging, I'm watching a movie with my wife but I'm really not paying attention to her because she's on her phone texting and she's not paying attention to the movie either. And neither am I because we're both texting two different people. But this is our quality time together. It's communication breakdown. And then we're getting mad at our children when they're at the dinner table and they've got their phones and they're texting. But I'm also have my phone next to me while I'm eating my pasta. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? But yet we wonder why there's so many issues in the world with kids, schools, teenagers. Well, I'm not even going to say politicians because let's be real. They have enough. They got issues regardless. But we wonder. We wonder why. It's because we are not communicating the way we need to. So when I sit there and I spend time with Luke and I sit there and I really try to focus on him, I'm doing the best I can to show him how to communicate. And I fail. We all do. But just go, go for a minute, go out to dinner for a minute and watch how many people aren't talking. Go to a bar and see how many people aren't talking. You know, it's happy hour and there's four people at the bar. Three of them are on their phones. The other one's watching TV. Why aren't they talking to each other? Look, sometimes you just want to drink. You don't want to deal with anybody. But a bar was a place to go to talk, to meet people. I made it that way. I made people put their phones down because I was the circus leader. And I made sure that they had a good time. And they met people and they started dating people or hooking up or hanging out or becoming this group. I can't tell you how many bar groups that I created from regulars. A bunch of regulars that knew nobody all of a sudden became friends. They hang out, they talk, they whatever. But just go for a minute and go look. We have a massive communication breakdown. And I do miss the days, I will be honest with you, of staying up late talking on the phone. I don't want to do it every night. But I enjoyed those conversations with Kelly. And we talked about everything. I mean, that is a girl that knows a lot about me. There's a lot of people that I've, that I've became close to over the years. And obviously she doesn't know a lot about me now, but when I think about when you, when you go back and you go, man, what's those people in high school that knew, that know you, that know Brandon, she knows me in and out because we spent hours on the phone. I mean, I remember something really not bad happened to her, but she was really down about something. And I remember spending two nights on the phone with her. I heard her cry. I heard her. this. I mean, we got deep. Sun was coming up. She had to pretend she was sleeping because her dad was getting pissed because we were staying up all night. Because every time he'd wake up, the cordless phone was dead. I just don't have that anymore. It's different. It's different now. Yes, I understand it's different because of the communication, uh, you know, technology we have, but it shouldn't take away from how we communicate with people. And it really is. Well, that's it for me today. I'm wrapping it up. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear your comments. Lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. Lifeofanaveragejoe at gmail.com. You go ahead and send me an email.s You know, communicate with me that way. I appreciate you listening today. Join me next week. We got another one, a really fun one coming up next week. We're going to go somewhere different. And then, man, we're going to hit off February. We got another two interviews back to back very excited about this. Got some great guests coming up. Don't forget to like, share, comment, dislike, whatever you do. And I'll be back with a new microphone on the Life of an Average Joe podcast.